Welcome to episode seven of The Real Deal, where real estate meets real life. I am your host, Janine Igliani, with my co-host, Ryan Hatcher. And our special guest today is Aaron Dilly, who is the athletic director and the AP, which is... Assistant principal. Assistant principal of Higley High School. And I am super excited to have you. I think this will be a really fun conversation and hopefully us as parents of kids in high school and maybe in sports will learn something. Um, so super excited. So thank you for coming and for, for sitting with us. It's my pleasure. This yeah, is going to be fun. It will be. It is cool. And Higley High School is a block down the street from where we are right now. So we're excited. From our office. Yeah. yeah. It's like in our, our backyard. Yep. Um, so tell us about yourself. Well, thank you. First of all, for real, this is fun. So thank, thank you for the opportunity. Um, I am, like you said, Aaron Dilley. I'm the assistant principal and athletic director at Higley High School. This is my fifth school. Um, okay. It's the third where I've done this okay. role. But it's my, and I've loved everyone. Every single one, I have positive memories and lots of friends. Nothing negative to say. I've uh, been blessed with wonderful people. But this, even with that said, this is my favorite. Okay. Uh, because we live in the neighborhood. Oh, okay. So like, these are our people. Yes, right? I love that. And so I, I it's, it's personal. Yeah. Uh, it's not just work. It, it doesn't feel like work. That's um, awesome. But uh, grew up in sports, really didn't have a choice. Uh, my first memories are on a football sideline where my dad coached for 40 years. Uh, he was the football coach, the science teacher, and the bishop. Oh, my goodness. In our small town. And, and uh, I, I followed the football, the, the, the coaching side. Uh-huh. So, um, where did you grow up? I grew up in rural Colorado. Okay. Think the flat part. Okay. There's the mountain part uh-huh. and the flat part. We're, we're the flat part. Okay. How many, how many kids when you were in high school? There, we were super small. So think like Mayberry RFD for real. Like um, how many did you graduate with? There were 14 kids in my graduating no way. class. Wow. I graduated with 17. See, there you go. Like, oh we're, gosh, we're speaking right. the same language. I never thought anybody would beat that. <laughs> this is cool. Like, that, is, that is cool. Um, yeah, my parents back and I didn't think this was weird till I, 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 I went on a mission to Los Angeles, which was like the exact opposite right? of where I grew up. But um, my back door didn't have a lock. Oh. It's not that we didn't lock yes. it. There wasn't a lock to yes. lock it. Yes. And so like when we'd go on like family reunions or vacation, my mom would stock the fridge with that. stuff. My friends would come over yes. and eat because she knew they were coming over to hang out. I love that. And so she'd be like, well, he likes donuts and yes. cool. he needs chocolate milk. Yes. You just you just never thought of it. Like, I love so it. it's a, it's the most innocent upbringing you, I think you can ever Aww. like super, cool. super bubble. Where well, are you in that birth order? By the the way? oldest, okay. oldest of six kids. Okay. So I've known you for many years from church, but tell us about your family. Thank you. Um, I'm blessed. I've outkicked my coverage. My, my wife is awesome and, uh, she's the director of marketing for a wonderful hotel chain that, um, I adore that company. I told her she can never leave because Aww. we get to stay for free at yes. all the resorts. So, and she loves it as well, but it allows yes. us to travel a lot, which um, is good because I work and, I, and it's not work. I love it, but I, I work a lot of hours, mm-hmm. a lot of late nights. And so when we get away, we like to get away, get yes. away. Yeah. And that enables that to happen. And then I have two daughters, um, Carter, who's a sophomore at Higley. And Colby, who's in eighth grade at Sossaman. Awesome. Both right now down the street. Yep. So two girls. So do they play sports? They do. And I'm grateful because we never forced them into it. Um, I've seen in my profession, unfortunately, well-intended parents like make it happen. And in nine times out of 10, they burn out because mm-hmm. they're not doing it because they want to. Right. Mm-hmm. So I always told myself and my wife fully agrees, mm-hmm. whatever they want, we're going to support. Mm-hmm. And luckily for me, they, they like sports. Okay. So what do they play? My youngest is super into cheer. Mm-hmm. So she goes to tumbling classes and she does it at club. And then she also does it at Sossaman. 
which um, is like a, a big time thing now. Yeah. Like nationals and like yeah. it's it's big. They work honestly as hard as if not harder than all of our yeah. other teams. And then my oldest is into track and tennis. Nice. How fun. Yeah. Did you ever play tennis growing up? No. 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 Did you play tennis growing up? For fun. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. My, my school yeah. wouldn't have had a, a tennis. Team. Same here. Same yeah. here. No, yeah, that's <laughs> we, true. We didn't have a football team. Really? Yeah. We had two baseball seasons, so that was fun. But, that, no, but that'd that, be awesome. But where I grew up, it was like, it was in Missouri. But uh -huh. It was like the Indiana Hoosiers where basketball is everything. Yep. So that was a lot of fun. Anyway. I'm, I'm, and I love those stories. That's yeah. the Midwest basket high school basketball mm -hmm. is like Texas high school football. Oh, yes. It's, yes. it's the real deal. Yeah, just not as much money behind it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So speaking of all these sports and athletics, what do you think? And, and I think, you know, athletics, I am a parent. I have kids that all three play sports and super busy. My husband did. I did not growing up. Um, so I love like watching them play and being a part of that. It's so fun, but I have seen, there's so many intangible benefits to my kids playing sports, right? So what would you say are some of the benefits or some of the reasons, um, for playing sports that maybe aren't just outside of a good workout? Uh, that's a good question. Thank you. So I, I'm a simple person. I learned this from my father. Life isn't as complicated as I think we sometimes make it. Um, he always gave us three rules to live by. And he said, if you live by these, you're, you're going to be okay. And, and again, I'm oldest of six, but we're all, we're all doing pretty well. So I think he did something right. So his three rules were work hard, be tough, be a good person. Oh, I love it. It, it, it really isn't any more complicated than that. And the cool I thing that. I love about sports is it teaches you to do all three, mm. right? Um, I like the fact that sports, and this sounds cheesy, so I'll apologize in advance, but it's still true even though it's cheesy. Like sports don't care where you're from. Yeah. They, it doesn't matter how rich your parents are. It doesn't matter what color you are, mm -hmm. what religion you are, mm -hmm. what, what orientation, it really doesn't care. Mm -hmm. Like when the game starts, regardless of what the game is, those who have put in the work, you're mm -hmm. going to see it mm -hmm. play out. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, it's like the great equalizer. Yeah. I always like it. Cause I like the reward of hard work. Mm -hmm. and, and I really think that's a valuable skill yeah. that sports teach is that there is a reward for working when everyone yeah. else is not. I love that. And, and that will pay off regardless, less than 1% of kids are ever going to get paid to yeah. play sports. Yeah. Everybody wants to, but literally less, that means over 99% are going to have to do something right. else to put food on their table. Right. But that skill of working hard will benefit the other 99%. For sure. And then being tough, I mean, there's hurt versus injured, right? Mm -hmm. You're injured, you shouldn't be playing. Mm -hmm. You know, go get, go get treated and we're going to take care of you. But, you know, something hurts, we got to show up. So you got to show up to work. I got to show up to work mm -hmm. on days we don't feel amazing. We only get so many days off. My right? back is hurting as we speak. As we speak. <laughs> and you're right. Perfect example. Yeah. Right. And, and, and what a lesson that teaches us, right. Yeah. About just showing up even on the times you don't want to show up. Mm -hmm. And then the best skill I think kids can learn is the, be a good person, be a good teammate. Yes. Are you someone you want to be around? Are you someone that makes your teammates better? Uh, yes. There's a great coach. You like basketball. One of my favorite coaches is Roy Williams, even though he was at Kansas and in, in North hurts. Carolina, <laughs> I know Ryan's a Kentucky guy. Um, but Roy Williams in a clinic I was at one time said, there's only two human beings in this world, energy givers and energy takers. Mm. There's no, there's no gray area. You can't be in the middle. You're wow, either making powerful. the room better or you're yes. making the room worse. You know, that reminds me of the Yukon coach, the women's Yukon coach. Gino. Gino. Yeah. So he, he said that they pay a very high premium 
on character and and they when they recruit they will watch yep when that star player is taken out of the game what they do on the bench yes. and if they are not doing what they expect they don't even go after them they're done you and know, that's that's yeah. yeah i love that gino's one of my heroes he's mm -hmm. awesome my uh, oldest played club softball and a lot of recruiting happens in club softball in the tournaments and a big thing that her coach had always taught her and her teammates was they're going to look at how you show up to the field, yeah. right? How you hustle when it's not game time and how you handle some of those adversities. So it's not just, you know, what's her batting average and all of that, but it's how, what's her attitude off the field and how does she show up to play? And I love that, right? Because when you think about, to your point, like being on a team, it's kind of like our real estate team, right? Like who you surround yourself with is so important. And to your point, even further, are they adding to your energy? Or are they yeah. sucking it away? And on a team that can make all the difference who you have and on the team. And so sometimes you may not be the greatest player, but you have the best attitude and you're encouraging your teammates out there. That can be huge. Absolutely. And that's, I'm glad you touched on that for like your work team, right? Mm -hmm. When you're making decisions on that, um, whether it's hot bringing someone on or promoting somebody, without a doubt, one of those factors is how much better do they make the work environment? Yes. 100%. Do, and that's not, not everybody knows this, but like that is a major factor in the recruiting. I'm, you, your daughter has a mm -hmm. wonderful softball coach. I mm -hmm. can tell I'm mm -hmm. happy they're getting those lessons because we've had recruiters come to us and, and we've had to be honest with them. We're never going to be dishonest. One, it's always best to be honest, mm -hmm. but two people don't realize we can't shine on a recruiter because if we do and they they take someone that then goes in and blows up their team with selfishness or a bad attitude number one they're they only get so many scholarships mm -hmm. so they're going to be really upset at us that we basically led them on and they're never going to come back to us again right. so we're basically poisoning the well for, for sure. all future yep. athletes yep. by by and even though your heart is in and you want to help that kid yep. you can't lie to them and so um, there's been luckily very few, yep. but there's been a couple of times where the recruiter said, Hey, how are they as a person? Mm. And, and we know they have a discipline record and we know that their coach was constantly on them. And we know that several of their teammates, you know, they didn't get along. Yep. And we have to tell the recruiter that yep. because they're making a major investment and they're bringing them into their life. Right. They need to know who they're getting. I love that. So let's talk about that because a lot of kids in high school are looking to their next step, mm -hmm. right? Their future. And maybe that's playing in college. What are some tips or some advice that you would give to those players if they want to go on and further their sports career in college? It's a great question. So this is just my humble two cents. It's probably not even worth two cents, but, um, it would be to have a real conversation with someone not financially vested in in your in your child um i've coached club before i have nothing but positive things to say about club sports um but that said people also need to be remember they need to remember that club sports are being paid mm. right so there's nothing wrong with that again some of my best friends are, are amazing club mm -hmm. coaches but when you're talking to a parent you you have to try and be real with them when you're a club coach but you also have to make sure they keep paying mm. to, to be mm -hmm. a part of your club so you kind of got to take what you know, a little bit of a grain of salt. Uh -huh. um, you got to go to someone who's going to give you a real evaluation and then be, be open to the fact that not everybody's going to go. You hear all these kids say, I'm going D1, I'm going D1, I'm going D1, which is the, the highest level you can right. go, the largest, you know, competition level. But that's not for everybody, mm -hmm. right? And there's amazing opportunities at Division Two, amazing opportunities at Division Three, NAIA, even Ju JUCO is mm -hmm. awesome for mm -hmm. a lot of people. Some of our most well-known athletes started out at the JUCO yep. level. And, and 
unfortunately, I think too many, my, my personal advice is I think too many people lock into D1. Mm. And and we hear you mean in their mind in their mind and okay. they think that if they don't go there they failed mm. they think that that's the only destination is to go division one and you see like eighth graders posting stuff on mm-hmm. social media and freshmen posting stuff on social media saying future D one and I'm happy <laughs> they have that goal yes that's yes. good but it's not a one size fits all yeah and and we've been blessed to have some kids we have one of our two of our kids who one's a um, division three, all American, mm-hmm. the others are division two, all American. They'll probably both be invited to the NFL combine. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so their path, thankfully they didn't go, you know, and some will say, I'm going to, I'm not going to go division two or division. Three. That's beneath me. I'm going to go walk on. But some, they, they never play. They'll never play. Yeah. They're going to get buried mm-hmm. as fifth or sixth on the depth chart. Yet you're still having to wake up at five o'clock in the mm-hmm. morning and go lift with everybody else. And you're looking and the next year they bring in another four-star recruit right behind you and you never get to develop. Whereas you can go to a division two or division three school, play, get reps Mm -hmm. and then be seen and look around the NFL. There's an NBA. There's, there's tons of kids who Mm -hmm. took different paths. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it doesn't mean you're not going to achieve your goals. That's my, my one thing is have a very real and open conversation with your parents Mm -hmm. and, and say, you know, where am I going to go if it's not division Mm one? I'm going to aim for division one, but I'm going to be happy that I'm getting to continue to play ball. Yeah. I mean, you're still playing ball. Yeah. And, and some of those division two and three schools and NAI, they're really good. Yes. Oh yeah. And and also a little, a lot of fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's a good question to ask yourself as a player too, of like, do I want to play? Do, where do I want to play? Right. I watched, um, I don't think we talked about this, the story of Manti Teo Teo. and how he went to Notre Dame and like culturally it was like a totally different culture for him. And that was something he had to kind of adjust to. So there's so many different factors that you had to take into consideration when you are looking at where do you want to go and do you want to play and all of that stuff. Um, and I love that you mentioned even just the community college option to even start there. Yeah. You can still then go on and play D1, right? Absolutely. In fact, a lot of colleges like to recruit there because you're a little older, you know what you're getting. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a 20 year old proven commodity. Right. Right. Uh, And, and, you know, people, again, I'll go back to the fact that before I went to the high school level, I actually was, I worked for a college athletic department Mm -hmm. and, and one of the, it's a gamble. You're bringing in, you know, 17, 18 year old Mm -hmm. kids that you've seen in high school, but you haven't seen them on their own. You don't know how they're going to be when mom's not there waking them up to go to practice. And, and, you know, they're living with other, you know, 19, 20, 18 year olds. Most of the time it works out because again, to get to that level, you you have good characteristics, Mm -hmm. but you only get so many scholarships Mm -hmm. and you, if you, if you miss, that's your job Mm -hmm. at Mm -hmm. that level. Like if you miss on two or three, you're probably looking for a different job. Right. At because that your, your win-loss ratio is rough. It's tied to that, right? Yeah. It really is. Yeah. And now you're, that's going to haunt you for four years because mm-hmm. you were counting on that, that person to come in and mm-hmm. contribute to your program for four years. Mm-hmm. And now you, you're rebuilding. So you rebuild more than once or twice at the college level and you, you're probably going you're somewhere else. Yeah. So they try not to miss. Yeah. So yeah. we were talking about just things that you learn in sports. And I, I could probably speak all day about lessons I learned growing up with sports that applied to my life as an adult, as an entrepreneur, as a leader, business person, whatever. What do you think is your, if you can narrow it down to a couple, what are the top things you've learned in your career so far? I appreciate that. And if it's okay, I'm, I, again, I'm, I'm a cheesy dude, so I'm going to keep being cheesy. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's it. all I know. Um, but Brian, you are, Ryan, you are because who you are because of your upbringing. Yeah. Right. I, I personally believe in the nature and the nurture mm-hmm. part of, of someone's upbringing. Totally agree. And, and so that small town experience, 
I think help shape you into who you are. Sure, absolutely. And, and I think that, that sports give people an avenue to develop who they're going to be for the rest of their life. Um, and some of the things that help you succeed in sports, in fact, almost all of them will be beneficial. Grit, mm, determination, yes. you know, the ability to, to tell, hey, look, I know all my friends are going to the park, but I'm gonna go put in an yes. hour of working. Again, you get into realtor, you become a realtor, you become an accountant, you become yeah. whatever you're going to be. That same mentality, it's on a light switch. And I tell kids this, it, Disney movies are awesome, mm -hmm. right? But the one downfall with all the fun Disney movies is that when it comes to sports, yeah. it makes it seem like you can do one magical pep yeah. talk and then they go win. The team that didn't yeah. win a single game last year goes right. and wins the state yeah. championship. Right. Super cool for Hollywood not real at all yeah mm -hmm. and it's i mean it's literally as believable as spider-man yeah. because right. that's not how it works yeah right and and i could bring newt rockney back from the dead but if the team's 0 and 8 they're not going to win the state yep. championship with a pep talk yeah. yeah so it's a slow light switch yes right all i tell nowadays all the lights are all new yeah you flip them on and they can do all these nice yeah. fun things for warm-ups and everything but remember back in the day in the old gyms where they'd have to warm up yes. for a long time right oh, yeah that's how it really is with the actual proverbial light switch as far as motivation. It takes a long time to warm up. And so every single time in the summer here in Arizona, it's 112 degrees and you'd rather be inside. But I drive by a park and I see a kid shooting baskets. Yep. So I do a little silent fist bump because yep. that light's starting to go on. I love it. Right. And it's the middle of July yes. and I'm seeing, again, it's crazy hot. And I'm seeing one of our cross country runners go running by yes. and I'm driving by the golf course and I'm like, Hey, there's two of our golfers. And again, I'm, I'm doing that fist bump because that light's starting yes. to warm up mm. and, and that will pay off in January. I it will that. pay off in the postseason. Yeah. It can't be like, I'm going to take all summer off, do absolutely nothing, right. but I'm going to kick it in gear right. when the season comes. Right. So not very long ago, I saw this quote, there will come a time when summer, no, when winter will demand what you did with your summer. Yep. And I love that. Isn't that awesome? Mm -hmm. I've shared that with my kids. That's good. When they're sitting on the couch and they're not yes. out working. I'm yep. like, what's going to happen come right? basketball season? I love it. Yeah, that's, I, I love that stuff. Yeah. I have too many of those all over my room. Right? <laughs> you said grit and I love that too, right? Like how do you persevere, um, take those losses? How do you get better? Um, how does that, you know, do you allow that to motivate you to say, I'm going to go put in extra hours at the gym, whatever on the field, whatever, um, so that I can be better. And how do you recover from that? That grit is so valuable for life because life is tough. It will knock you down, right? You'll fail. You'll make mistakes. You will lose. And having that grit to overcome and persevere is going to be huge for the rest of your life. Right. But I think there's a saying something about, it's not a matter of if or when you'll fail, but it's how fast you get back yep. up. Right. Yep. And I think sports really teaches that. And if you have a good team and a good coach, it can really help. Let's talk about the parents because yes. I feel like, and from what I've heard, I've never been a coach, but from what I've heard from my coach friends, right. It's not the players, it's the parents that can be the most challenging. So I heard that you gave like an amazing talk and kind of addressed that. So what, what do you, what would you say to parents and what's the best way for a parent to be a parent to their child who plays sports? Well, thank you for the question. I, I probably didn't give an amazing talk, but I'll, I'll, I'll attempt to answer I, that's that. That's what I heard. It was good. <laughs> thank you. Um, it's tough. I'm a parent, so I, I get both sides. All right. Um, and, and I'm going to temper with what I'm about to say by the fact that I 100% realize, and I, I remind our coaches of this all the time, that 
everything the parents do is grounded in love, mm -hmm. right? They're doing it because they love their kid. They're they're upset if they're upset at something because they're upset on behalf of their kid, right? It, it's grounded in love. And when, when we remember that, it makes everything a little easier to understand, mm -hmm. okay? But even when it's grounded in love, there's, and none of this is, I, Mr. Dilly didn't come up with any of this, mm -hmm. by the way, I'm not smart enough to come up with this stuff, but I've learned from really good people who do this, uh, a way to really support the kids and, and studies, again, not my opinion. Studies have proven that kids need the chance to vent. They have to get it out, right? If, if there's something that's not ideal, let's say you're not playing very much, mm -hmm. or let's say you're being played in a position you'd rather be playing another position, mm -hmm. right? Um, let's use football, for example. There's only 11 positions on offense and 11 on defense and, and some special teams. But let's say you went your whole life and you wanted to play quarterback. You were you know, wearing the Dallas Cowboy or Arizona Cardinals uniform or for Ryan, the Kansas City Chiefs mm -hmm. uniform. Thank you. 15. That hurt me because I'm a Bronco fan. But um, <laughs> but let's say you're let's say you're wearing you want to be Patrick Mahomes, right? Who wouldn't? And and you grew up thinking you're going to be the next Patrick Mahomes, and you went to every camp you could, and you did your part, right? You really worked to be a quarterback, and then for whatever reason, the coaching staff at whatever school you go to, I'm not talking about here, I'm talking every school, mm -hmm. okay? Whatever school you go to, the court the coach says, son, you you can better help us over here. Right. You can help us at linebacker. Mm -hmm. You can help. We have a, a kid that we think is going to be our quarterback. And but we need you to be and then fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. That's hard. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody always thinks it's the people, the kids who aren't playing are the only ones who are frustrated. That's actually not true. Mm -hmm. It's equally the people who are playing another position that wants to you know, have their mindset on a point guard in basketball, right. but they need them to be a forward or mm -hmm. whatever. And they're trying to tell us, hey, there's several NBA players that are my, you know, six, five that play point guard. That's right. true. But right. we need you here. Mm -hmm. Right. So um, when your kid comes home and they're venting, mom, I'm better than so-and-so mm -hmm. or dad, I, if they just give me a chance, do this or they say they're not playing, which is hard. Let them, let them vent, mm -hmm. let, let them get it out. Be sympathetic. Cause mm -hmm. truthfully that does stink. Mm -hmm. it, it's hard. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually, I always remind our coaches, don't get frustrated at that. That means that kid cares, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. That, that kid wants to help yes. the team. Their heart is in the right place. They're competitive. Mm -hmm. I'd worry about the kid that didn't care about playing, right, right. right? Or the kid who doesn't care where you put them, but not in a good way, but like, yeah, I don't care. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. That's a bad, that's when you, that's when I'd worry. They're right. Different. They're indifferent. Yes. As, as John Wooden <laughs> said, his biggest enemy with all kids was apathy. Oh yeah. John Wooden was pretty good. Mm -hmm. So, um, mm -hmm. so when you, when you have the lack of apathy, you have caring, then that's good. Yes. And let them talk. They yes. need to talk. But my only advice to parents in that would be to just, just let them talk. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that they need you to do anything. Yes. Okay. Um, it's different. I'm not speaking for all levels, mm -hmm. right? I'm only speaking at like the high school level. We have to remember high school, there's a reason legally they're called young adults, mm -hmm. right? I know the word young's in there, but I also know the word adults mm -hmm. in there, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so one of the best skills we can teach our kids, again, grit, mm -hmm. we can teach them that life doesn't always go the way mm -hmm. we want it to go, right? It, I mean, I, I feel we're all blessed to be here. Yes. We all are grateful yeah. for what we have, but we could also all point to things that didn't exactly mm -hmm. go the way that we wanted them mm -hmm. to. And yet we kept going mm -hmm. and that's why life is pretty good, right? Well, and because those failures, those whatever actually brought us here. Right. So yeah. And that's a good lesson that we can teach those mm -hmm. kids it, when they come home. And I've done this with my own kids. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm literally preaching to the choir, let them vent. But then instead of rushing in and 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 I and I I'm never upset about it because I don't take it personally. But you know, firing off that that email to the coach at mm. two o'clock in the morning, 
Um, I, 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 that's because I care about people. I want to go, do you honestly think that's going to make the situation right. better? Yeah. Right. Um, there are ways to address it. And so when parents come to me and they do sometimes to say, how can I address it? I would like my kid to play more. Yeah. I would like them to consider playing her at this position or yeah. him at this position. Think about the way you phrase it. So like as a coach, Alfred, if someone came to me and they said, Hey, you know, my kid's not playing, figure it out. Or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get you fired whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know a single coach is going to go, all right, now I'm going to play him. Right. Yeah. Whether, right. no matter what the level, that's right. not going to work. Right. Right. So, but I actually respected it when, and some would come and this is how I try to coach parents is I'm not saying not to address it. You mm -hmm. have every right to address it, mm -hmm. but how do you address it? Mm -hmm. So for example, instead of saying it that way, maybe come up and say, Hey coach, um, my kid is killing him that they're not playing. And, and he's worked really hard. She's worked really hard. And, and we'd like to have them to have that opportunity, but we respect that you're doing what's best for the team. So that means there must be a reason they're not yes. playing. Yes. Can we talk about the reason they're not playing? Right. Right. What can they do to earn more? That's playing right. Time? So now you're not talking about mm -hmm. not playing. Mm -hmm. Most coaches, I completely support this, have a hard and fast rule. I'm not going to talk about playing time, mm -hmm. but what they will talk about is, and this is the magic words, what can we do to help the team? Because mm. the coaches, I, I always tell people, coaches absolutely play favorites. And mm -hmm. that takes people back because they're like, oh, we knew it. And I'm like, yeah, they play favorites for the kids who are going to help the team win. Mm -hmm. That's their favorites, mm -hmm. right? You know, Phil Jackson's favorite players were Michael Jordan mm -hmm. and Kobe Bryant. Mm -hmm. And they, there's a reason, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. The people who are going to help you, you, you win. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, that's, you're, you're here to win. Because mm -hmm. if the coaches don't win consistently, or at least on the path to winning, they're in danger of their job too. Right. Cause then you have all the other parents coming right. in saying, get rid of the coach. They're not right, winning. So right. at the high school, certainly college and pro level, they're there to win. Mm -hmm. And they're absolutely going to play players who help them win. Yeah. Um, as long as they're doing all the other stuff too. Yes, right. Yes. You know, taking care of their grades and their behavior yes. and all that. But if they're all doing that equally and you have 60 players on a team or whatever the sport, you know, 15 in basketball, the per level and all that other stuff, you, you're, you can only play who you can play. Yeah. The ones you're going to put on the field, the court are going to be the ones that are going to help you win. So yeah. if you can go to the coach and say, what things can my son or daughter do to help the team win? I don't know a coach at any school, and I'm blessed to know a lot of the coaches in this area, not just speaking of our schools. There's mm -hmm. great coaches all yes. over here. There's some amazing schools mm -hmm. and some amazing coaches. They'd all be happy to talk about, yeah, you know, I'm glad you asked that. I need mm -hmm. her to work on ball mm -hmm. handling. And mm -hmm. thank you for bringing that up. Mm -hmm. She needs to work on fielding. Mm -hmm. She's really good at the plate, but I can't put her in mm -hmm. the field because the mm -hmm. ball finds her. Or, mm -hmm. You know, things like that where they're like, hey, thank you for being real. Mm -hmm. Can we have a real conversation right now? It's absolutely not personal. I love your kid. Yes. But I need to see this, this, and yes. this consistently. And the thing that people need to know is you get – your season, if you add up all the practices and you add up all the games, the, the practices are like 80% of your mm -hmm, season. Mm -hmm. So every single kid on the team's getting 80% of work yep. equally. Yep. And then 20% is not equal. Mm -hmm. It's not equal at the games, mm -hmm. right? It, it's You play the ones who are going right. to help you win. Right. But during the 80%, what can you show that coach that's going to help? Yep. To put it in her or his mind. I love it. That we're going to help you win in that 20%. I love it. And I know every, every single coach I know, again, I'm not speaking of just Higley. I speak of every yeah. school around here would be very happy to have that conversation because right? it's one more player that mm -hmm. can now help you win if they mm -hmm. develop those things. Mm -hmm. So what do you say to I parents like me when my student athlete child comes to me and says that comment or makes that complaint is frustrated and I don't even consider talking to the coach. I say, what are you doing? That's right. What do you say to that? I'd say you're next level. 
yeah. that that's a, that's appreciated. But I would actually say that if your dad or mom instinct was that he's, you say you give him an answer to that, right? Cause I always feel parents know best. And, but in the back of your head, you're thinking, no, he actually is doing that. He's doing everything he yeah. can. Now there may come a time where you feel that way. Then you're abs again, there's, it's productive and helpful to go to the coach at that point and say, Hey, you know, no, no harm. Like, we're all cool here. Mm -hmm. We're trying to work together, but what can my son do? Cause I'm trying to give him everything I can. And, and it looks like that's not enough to, to get some playing time, which is totally cool. Can you tell me what I can do yeah. to, to get here? Because as parents, maybe we're not seeing it mm -hmm. from the angle that they're seeing mm -hmm. it. And so if we can see it from the same angle, again, coaches are happy to have those conversations yeah. because it's a wonderful thing to have every person on your team that can contribute and help right, you win. Right. Do, and unfortunately, injuries are a part of sports mm -hmm. and you always mm -hmm. need as many able-bodied, helpful people as you can. That makes you a strong team. Yeah. So that question is great. I, I, I wish every parent was having that conversation mm -hmm. with, with their kid, but you do probably reach a point where in your head you're thinking, no, I've seen this kid. They're yeah. doing, he's doing everything. Right. She's doing everything I ask. At that point, when your dad or mom instinct is like, no, I don't know what else they can do. That's the time to have the conversation with the coach. Yeah, okay. I love that. Good. That's good stuff. So I'm sure in your tenure, you've seen and you've experienced, you've had challenges, you've had some amazing moments. What are some of those challenges that you've had to deal with in your role? To be very honest, and there's lots of challenges that we all have. Um, to, to me, I, we've already touched on this. The The part that's been the most frustrating for me is, and it, it seems to get worse and I'm not a, it's worse now than it's ever been. Yeah. I, I don't think that's true. I think people have always been good and kids have always been good and that's cool. But one of the challenges that seems to increase is, is apathy. Mm. Um, there are, it's a growing, in my humble opinion, a growing divide mm. between, um, it used to be where, you know, everybody worked hard. Mm -hmm. That was just a, old fashioned value that every mm -hmm. single kid mm -hmm. had instilled in them. And you used to be tough, mm -hmm. right? And you used to, you, you know, it just, it was really hard to rise to the top. The silver lining here is, and I actually heard Nick Saban say this at a coaching clinic. And he said that Alabama one time, he said, you know, everybody wants to be great. And it goes, no, they don't. Mm. Most people want the easiest, safest, smoothest path possible. Wow. He goes, yeah. we, he goes, that's the average person. Mm -hmm. Now we want the exception, yeah. not the norm. So do you think, is that, I mean, and I'm asking, is yeah. that like a version of like entitlement? Like I deserve, I, you know, I hadn't thought of it from that angle, but I can see some of that. Mm -hmm. I, or distractions with other things. I think it's both. I mm -hmm. think the distractions, like I'm not going to say I would have been any better when I was mm -hmm. youth. Cause I didn't have the distraction of a mm -hmm. cell phone or right. internet or even video games, or the gaming systems. Yep. So, I mean, who knows how it would have been for me? Yeah. yeah. Um, and plus we all have our challenges. Cause like it wasn't 112. I'm from Colorado. Like I yeah. said, it wasn't 112 for right. me, but it was like 12 <laughs> for, for part of the year. Right. I, I scooped off snow off my driveway right. to shoot baskets, oh my goodness. but see, and that's same. Right. And so I still have scars on my hands. Cause people, you know, you know, this, right. It, it gets cold enough. Like your hands crack mm. if you're playing outside, oh, yeah. like the skin gets brittle. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of gross. So I, right. Yeah. So, but but that was like a source of pride for us. Right. So then when you're playing in the game, you're like, I earned this. Yes, I love like, that. Like, I, I earned this. I, I say this all the time. You put that work in, your confidence is a completely different Absolutely. level. Absolutely. Yes. 
and that makes all the difference. Yes. I like it's again. I'll be cheesy, but I love that part in the movie of uh, Hoosiers uh-huh. when he di- designs that play at the end, and he's going to use he's going to use you know the Ray, decoy. Ray, Ray was going to be the decoy. Yep, yeah. and then everyone just stops, and and he's like, "Coach, I'll make What's it." What's the matter with oh, you? Yeah, that's what he said. Right, but everybody in that room knew that kid had earned it. Yeah, he they'd seen him shooting baskets yep. in his dirt driveway. They wanted him to shoot it. They Jimmy, wanted him to Jimmy shoot Chitwood. it. Jimmy Chitwood. Yep. I love it. J- Jim, but Jimmy had earned that. Yes. And 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 everybody knows when you've yes. earned it. Yes. And that's I know that's a movie, but that's also real life. Yeah. Absolutely. And and that's there's again being bigger than sports because again 99% of us won't make a living doing yes. this. Yes. But they will make a living with that same hard work earning respect in the in the office i know you guys can name off the mm-hmm. top of your head the people who are putting in that mm-hmm. that extra work the mm-hmm. people who it's not work mm-hmm. it's just called doing a good job well yeah. what is that saying hard work will beat talent yes. every when ta- time when talent doesn't work hard that's yes. right yes and that's again that's that's the we have people who who do it because it's just part of the job and then of course we all know people who who find ways to do the least amount possible mm-hmm. right you know the, the, the second they can punch out they punch out and i'm not bagging on them as human beings but are those the people we're looking for in yeah. our jobs? Right. The people who take the easiest path, yeah. who work the least amount of hours. Yeah. That's um, typically not who you want selling your house. For right? sure. That's yeah. what I would say. Right, right. Right. I think some of my proudest moments is when I've come home and my kids are out there. Elise is hitting balls off of her tee mm-hmm. or Mallory's shooting baskets or Chase is kicking a soccer ball. Like I just absolutely love that. And to see them do that on their own, right, without being told. And again, that's part of what will set you apart. Yes. So, so apathy is a problem, right? Yeah. Um, wh- how would you, how do you feel about the youth today, their ability to persevere through challenges? Is that a problem too? It is. Um, and studies with conflict will, will prove that, that there's more conflict now than, than there used to be. There is a silver lining there though. What do like, you mean there's more conflict? Now like as far that? as confrontations, oh, okay. um, for, I should have been clear. Thank you That's for okay. clarifying. That's a good question. Um, like, for example, we have to go to meetings um, with, with, you know, athletic directors mm-hmm. have to go to state and national meetings where we're trained on how to keep our employees safe, mm-hmm. how to keep the officials safe, mm-hmm. um, how to keep the players safe. There's more safety regulations than there ever have. But like every single rule has a reason why there's a rule. Mm-hmm. So why do we have to go to those? Because officials are being attacked, mm-hmm. because yeah. coaches are being attacked. Mm-hmm. Um, we I love where we're at, but in my tenure, I'm not going to say which school was where it happened, but I've, I've had people take swings at coaches mm. um, after games. Last year in Arizona, someone took a swing at a coach after That's the state bad. championship game. That's mm. too bad. Here, here in Arizona. Um, there's been officials. Last year, there were multiple cases in the state of Arizona where officials were attacked in the parking lot after games. Mm. And well, so that brings up a point. You had mentioned that there's seemingly a nationwide shortage in referees. Mm-hmm. Mm. Why is that? because it's no fun yeah um it's it's again going with that that conflict um it's just the norm now it it, it used to be like you know there was a decorum and mm. there was a you know you had your outliers always i think people that were probably playing in coaches in the 30s could right, tell us right. there were those outliers right but now they're not the outliers they're oh, the norm that's horrible and, and that's what's that's what's flipped is it's it's seen as like your rite of passage for attending a game. It's it's seen wow. as your right as a parent 
for, for being that's a, a parent. That's a horrible example for your children too. And I've, I've been at those games where the parents are just embarrassing. And I always feel so bad for their kids that are out there on the field or playing the game because they're the ones that are probably just so mortified and it's just hard. It's just horrible. Well, that actually brings up another point you made in that talk. Um, surveys show that mm -hmm. kids want certain things from their parents Ooh. as student athletes. What, what did you share? So thank, thank you for, for bringing us back to that. Cause I feel that's important. Um, the first thing is they just want someone to listen. And most of the time the kids will admit they, they don't want them to act actually. They're mortified sometimes yes. when they act. Yes. I, I have had at several schools, this isn't a Higley thing, at several schools I have had kids come to my office and knock on the door, tears in their eyes, and say, Mr. Dilly, I'm so sorry. Mm. I did not know my dad was going to do mm. that. I, I was having a bad day, but I didn't know he was going to come mm -hmm. yell at, mm -hmm. at the coach or whatever. Mm -hmm. They don't want that. Yeah. They, they really don't. Yep. And the second thing that they want, and studies have shown this, is right after a game, they don't want to talk about no yes, it. Yes, I love that. I they, think that's they, so huge. They they desperately do not yes. want to be getting an earful on the ride home. Mm -hmm. One about of my every friends, single thing they did wrong. Yeah, one of my friends said, um, and I'll always remember this. He was told the best thing that you can tell your student athlete after a game is, "I love watching you play." Isn't that gold? Isn't that that's awesome? Gold. That's it. Yeah. And if they want to talk about it later that yes, night and yes. they come up and say, Hey mom, did you see this play yes. or dad, what did you think about this? Yes. Then go yes. Like They're opening the door. Yes. But if they don't open the door, don't kick the door in. When I always yeah. tell my husband, sorry, Ryan, I always tell my husband, cause you know, we're passionate people. I bet you are passionate, Ryan, oh, I, I've when your kids play. Okay. Yeah. So, but I, I've, I feel like I've had a little bit of experience. My oldest is a senior now. They have coaches. We're the parents. Let us like be parents, right? And as a parent, I feel like the best thing we can do is just love on them and encourage them and point out what they did well. Yes. Let the coach coach them and yeah. tell them what they need to work on or do better, unless they ask us. But to have that cheerleader, to know that your parent is your cheerleader, we all know when they mess up, right? They know it. We know it. And if they want help, then be there. But just to, for me, that was like eye-opening was just they have a coach. Let's well, let the coach be the coach. <laughs> I've coached all three of my kids in four sports since they were three. And I've found in my lifetime, there are very few dads and sons, for example, that are coach and player that can distinct, distinguish between the two. Meaning, okay, right now I'm your, I'm your coach. I'm not your dad. And you're the player. Yep. I'm coaching you. But, but they, sometimes they don't want that. They want you to be dad, right? And so it's, I've, I've only met one or two dads and sons that can, yeah. can separate that yeah. healthy, you know, yeah. in a healthy way. Yeah. It's, it's hard. It's very hard. Yeah. And, and, and if you do it the right way, they'll, they'll come to you mm -hmm. because they respect your yes. opinion yes. and they want to hear it. But when they're ready to hear it, yes. I actually once I learned that and I saw that survey and again, I, I love listening to smart people and taking like, yes. hey, that's gold. I'm going to use that. Um, I ask our coaches to please limit what they say after the games. Oh, yeah. Um, they're not listening. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's not their fault. Mm -hmm. Right. They're processing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. If they won, they're excited. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. If they lost, they're sad, but they're processing what their role in it. 
and and it's it's a lot and they're mm-hmm. still teenagers mm-hmm. right they're young adults but again yes. i'll lean to the they're, other side yeah. brains are still <laughs> developing yep yes. and if you've uh if i like watching you know the you know we all watch espn and all that even in the nfl locker yeah. rooms they don't talk for very long yeah. after the yeah. game they True. give the game ball and they all cheer and they, yes. they bounce They'll start going over film and everything the next day. Yeah. But even the pros dealing with grown men and grown women don't spend that's a 20 great minutes. Point. And that's because they're not listening. Yeah. And, and and I tell our coaches, if if you know the NFL coaches aren't breaking down what went right. wrong in that game right after the right. locker room, we probably don't right. need to well, Right. I mean, right. Now that you say that, I think about Andy Reid will come in. Yeah. And he'll say two things and he'll say, how about them Chiefs? And yeah. then they're done. Yeah. And he gives a game ball to the yeah. to the lineman yeah. or whatever, and then he's out. <laughs> And that's, uh, that's a smart man. I like right? that. Right. Okay. Like so let's kind of end this on a high note. So tell me maybe like a super cool experience you've had or a moment that just stands out in your career. Um, okay. I appreciate that. And I, I, in essence of time I do, cause I have a lot just because that's, yes. that's the best part of the job. I love that. Is that stuff. Um, my favorite things are when the kids who had to work super hard, are rewarded for that hard Mm. work. Um, I've been super blessed. Um, Several of our athletes that I've worked with have ultimately made it to the pros um, in the various schools and positions Mm -hmm. that I've been been in. Um, You know, Higley has a dude that's played for the Broncos and uh, you know, my previous school I had, one of my favorite kids is with the Dolphins now. Um, And and like high, high, high level. And and we watch games on Saturdays and we're like, oh yeah, I remember him and I know him. And Mm. sometimes we'll even text us afterwards and say, did you see that catch? Love that. But honestly, as much as I love that, and I do, it's it's 1B. Yeah. 1A are the ones who are not going to make it yeah. to the NFL or the NBA or the Major League Baseball. Yeah. And they had to work significantly harder, mm-hmm. had significantly harder. And, and when they, in their field, make it because they work significantly harder, there's a hill, for example, I'll use a cheesy example, but it's super cool if you ever get a chance to see it at the... St- Cross country is one of the hardest sports to do. Yeah, it, it, you got to be a little crazy to do cross country because they're up at like four thirty in the morning. Yes. their warm up is like three yes. miles. Yes. right. Yeah. That's just getting warmed yes. up. No, thank you. Right, same. Right, same with me. And 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 they do it and they grind. Huh. They grind and and that this the reward at the state championship is on a golf course over in Peoria, and it, it, there it, there's this big hill and they come down the hill to the finish line with mm-hmm. the with the proverbial ribbon Mm -hmm. and and there's a wall of people that they come running into and i'm i'm that dude acting like it's dust but i get i get misty eyed every time one of those one of our kids comes comes over the hill because i knew how hard they worked to get there and i love that reward and i love it when they get across the finish line and they collapse in their parents hands and i think that's what it's about. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Right there. Well, you know what? You, this was awesome. You can see your passion for what you do, your love for the students, and those students are blessed to have you. That's super cool. So thank you. This was fun. We love to do a fun little rapid fire <laughs> question and answer at the Uh-oh. end. So you got to be super quick with your answers. Okay. Like whatever first comes to your mind. Okay. Ready, set. What is your guilty pleasure? Ice cream. Yes. What's the best book you've ever read? Jim Trestle's book on coaching. Okay. How do you like to spend your free time? Family. I think I know the answer to this. Do you prefer camping or going to the beach? Beach. <laughs> what is the app that you most use on your phone? ESPN. Okay. What is your biggest pet peeve? Uh, bullies. Okay. Okay. <laughs> do you have any hobbies? Golf. Wait, did you say bullies or boys? <laughs> 
Bullies. Oh, I should bullies. enunciate. Bullies. Okay. 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 I okay. Thank, I by the way, boys. Thank, okay. thank you for, for the like, <laughs> I, I have nothing against boys. Um, bullies. Well, he, has, he has two daughters, so I figured. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, that may change in I'm a few as, as they start dating, but yeah. for right now, bullies. Bullies. Okay. okay. Yes, definitely. If animals, if animals could talk, which one would be the most sarcastic? Uh, geez, that's a wonderful question. I would say a Labrador Retriever. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Who do you admire most and why? My father. Oh, I love that. Why? Again, coach, bishop, he, Stud. he hit it out. He's still hitting out. He's, he's, they just asked him to be bishop again. That's he's cool. 74 years old. You so got to send this to your dad. I'm sure he's going to love to hear that. So that's an ecclesiastical leader, basically, for yes. a group of 300 people. Yeah. So, okay. Last one. A genie in a bottle randomly gives you three wishes. What are they? Uh, and you can't wish for more wishes. Yeah, thank you. Um, I wouldn't. I think that's dangerous. Yes. Um, I would wish, this sounds cheesy, but I would wish to be assured that my family would be, have a safe and healthy life, uh, make smart decisions, whatever that world was. I would like to have a house on the beach in Naples. Okay. And, Maybe not after today. Um, no, that, <laughs> no. In, in, yeah. And then um, the third one would be to uh, have enough to share to get in an in indoor facility training facility like like legacy i love that yes that'd be awesome i love that very cool well thank you so much for joining us we appreciate you all who have tuned in make sure you like and subscribe and we will see you next time thanks thank you